0: Hey, everybody, it is Friday, May 22nd. The month of May is almost gone from us. I'm glad you're joining in this morning, whether you're listening on our podcast, uh, hopefully, you're doing some chores or keeping yourself, yourself busy in some way. We're wrapping up our week of conversations about revival in scripture. Uh, we've covered um, Nehemiah, 2 Chronicles, Psalms, uh, John 4, and then today we're going to look at Ezekiel. 36. It's buried kind of deep in Ezekiel. Ezekiel is this uh, nugget uh, of wonderful scripture that seems to kind of outline what God's hope for his people were uh, through Christ. So, uh, Steve has been guiding us through these conversations. So, Steve, I'll turn it over to you. Okay,
1: so in Ezekiel 36, background, you know, God has sent them off into Babylonian captivity uh, because they were unfaithful. He said, I will bring you back. Uh, and what we notice in verse 22 and 32, I'll read verse 32. Uh, God says this, but remember, says the sovereign Lord, I am not doing this because you deserve it. Oh, my people of Israel, you should be utterly ashamed of all you have done. So he's bringing them back. He's gonna start this new you know, revival of sorts for them. Uh, new start, uh, and yet he he reminds them, "I'm not doing this because you deserve it." Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so part part of the thing that I want us to think about is w- we're studying the series on revival. We're praying for revival. We're doing these daily discussions on revival and what that would look like or what that means. One of the things I want us to to understand is that we can't really manipulate this thing. Uh, it's done by God. Uh, we can't do certain things to uh, force it to happen, uh, and and in the end, it's it's not going to be done because of anything we do. It's going to be done. Uh, I, I think praying for it does hasten it, does cause God to say, "Okay, that's what I want to." You know, I you you guys are asking for it, but uh, but what if if we don't deserve it, uh, and the people of Israel didn't deserve it. Uh, why do you think God brings revival or doesn't? Or what, what are your thoughts on that just generally? speaking? Mm-hmm.
0: It's his character. I think, um, I think his character, he wants to bless and he wants to uh, express love. And, um, and we, you know, we mess things up to a degree. One of the things in, in my own reading, uh, I'm working through the minor prophets right now. And it just feels like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing dramatically, but it just feels like there's so many times where God is like, my people are frustrating me. I'm pulling out all my hair. I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do. And I'm going to, you know, send you all into exile and punish you. And then he says, but I'm not going to destroy you. I love you guys and I'm going to restore you and I care about you. So it's almost like he's He's like, you know, working through his frustration with his people because they keep following after idols and they keep leaning on other countries for their you know, their sense of, uh, uh, security. And he gets so annoyed that they, you know, they, they keep putting him on the back burner. But then at the end of the day, he's like, but I love you. You know, I think, I think it's just his character to, to express love and graciousness to yeah, shout out
1: to parents with toddlers or parents with teenagers. So, you know, sometimes, (laughs) right, right. Yeah.
0: I'm at my wits end. You're driving me bonkers, you know? Um, but I love you.
2: All right. yeah, I don't have so, much more to add to that other than, yeah, this magnified, fruitful love that even though we aren't worthy of renewal and we haven't done anything to deserve it, um, out of God's character, he wants that for us. So it, even though we're not worthy of it, if we express this, like, God, I want this renewal, he wants, likewise, he also wants you to. Yes.
1: Yeah. So not only does he desire it, Which I think is a good reason for us to be praying for it. Uh, He has the power to do that. So, uh, in reading uh, verses 26 and 27 um, of chapter 36, he says this, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart, and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. This is what I love about Ezekiel. He says, I'm going to give you a tender, responsive heart. Maybe our heart has become unresponsive. That's why we need revival. We've just, we've, we've been okay with status quo. And, and like the things we've talked about earlier this week, maybe we've forgotten about some of the things we're missing. Uh, and yet God says, I'm going to put my spirit in you and cause you to do these things and want these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and so for 2020 uh, is we're, there's, there's we could have looked at a hundred different scriptures on revival throughout the Bible. And we we've picked five uh, this week, but uh, how, how are we to look at that? How are we to pray for that going forward? How, how are what if, if this is a part of God's character, mm-hmm. like we talked about, then what is, what is our responsibility? Mm-hmm. In this? If this is what He wants us to do anyway, then how, what, how should we respond and act
0: mm-hmm.
1: in yeah. order to bring about revival? That's a good question,
2: Caleb. Uh, I think my encouragement would be and it might seem backwards to us, but my encouragement would be to stop trying. Uh, our reaction, or at least my certainly, is, when I hear this and I want this restoration, is I want to work towards it. You know, I want to start doing things. I'll usher God's renewal upon me. And we, we see in Scripture, um, even from just this week, that that's not how it works. And so the, my encouragement would be to stop trying, you know, stop trying to earn this on your own and just take time to rest in the presence of God. And when we can find that stillness and we can carve out that time to listen, that's when he'll begin to
0: to speak and to work through us. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent point. I know for me, uh, when I think about the, this topic, it, you know, you can't help but think about parenting and, you know, I apologize to any non-parents listening because I don't mean to alienate you, but I just, I think about like what it means to try to encourage your kids to want the right things. Like, those of you that have seen uh, the movie Bruce Almighty, you know, kind it deals with this classic conundrum of how do you get people to want to do the right things? You can force them, but how do you get them to want it? And uh, you know, when I think about my own kids, there's certainly a tendency to micromanage their desires, to like, try to manipulate the situation so that they want to do what I think is right, rather than trying to create space and expectation and boundaries and parameters, you know, to account for their lack of maturity in, in cert- certain areas. But how to, you know, giving them the uh, the tools to see it modeled in my own life, um, and then that 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 can be something that is there's room for that to grow in their lives. Um, I was reading this book about some of the uh, Hebrew kind of expectations with. Uh, study and teaching your kids to study, you know, based on like Deuteronomy 5, you know. um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, the, uh, the, the book had to do with if you want your kids to learn to love God's word, then you learn to love God's word. Like they will see that modeled in you. If you try to force them to love God's word, you're going to raise children who force your grandchildren to try to love God's word. But you love it, and that is something that can be passed on. Yes. So you're both talking
1: about the same thing. You can't force it. You can't, you know, make it happen. You have to sit back and listen. And so that's, we cannot manipulate revival. We cannot make it happen. We can pray for it. We can rest in God and say, What well, God, if we listen uh, to him and we're, that's one of the things that I feel like this time of quarantine has been needs to be about is a time of listening, a time of preparation. We we are go back to this connection of God's heart that maybe we had lost because we were too busy and too distracted. If we do that, then the revival is going to start with us. Like you're saying, Patrick, you know, we're changed. If we're changed, that is going to change other people. Uh, And so it's not something that we manipulate it's something that God does in the process uh, and and our hearts are changed
0: one of the things I'm a little nervous about as the restrictions are are becoming more and more uh, e- they're eased back um, because of this real seem like intense desire to return to quote unquote normal is that in that, people have forgotten what the, va- the value of like, the, their slow slower pace of life and maybe a less reliance on uh, accumulation. Um, and and there's, this, there's this desire to get back to normal and we've talked about this a number of times that we're, we're hopeful that people will continue to allow margin. Maybe say no to things for their children's sake. I mean, these parents who feel like they're providing for their children by enrolling them in 12 different sports and 15 different extracurricular activities, and they're not—that's not helpful to their children. They need to allow space for them and their children to uh, experience a life with God.
1: Yeah. Stony, stubborn heart versus tender, responsive heart. Uh, if if we can during this time can move away. From this stony stubborn heart of all the things that we want entertainment you know things that made available to us that we want to participate in if we can move away from that and move more to margin more to time with god then that will create this tender responsive heart in us Hmm. yeah um so i you know i i think that's what we focus on going forward I, i i preparing, this this time of preparation. What I love about Ezekiel is that, you know, after this chapter and after he talks about that, putting this tender, responsive heart in him, then you have this beautiful picture in chapter 37 of this new life, these dry bones coming back to life. And, you know, something that you did not think would happen or could not foresee. God, again, it's God doing it, and he does that. It's um, renewed, yeah. How, yeah, how do you think that that, What are some of the things that you think about or even dream about that going through this time, what will that look like? What will be one of the dry bones coming back to life maybe for us as a church or for us as a country?
0: Oh man, that's a long list, but yeah, right off the bat, some of the things that come to mind for me. Like, I, And I'm thinking about this particularly as a church, because one of the things we spend so much time doing is thinking about, like, what does this mean for the church? How does this look for the church? Um, and, you know, I, I, I love a lot of our normal church life, but I think that even we had gotten away from, like, some of the, the core values of what it means to be a body of Christ and in terms of confession of our sin and, and restoration and sacrifice— um, outreach. I think that's I mean, f- for many of us, that's such a huge hurdle actually sharing the gospel with other people. You know, people feel like they're not qualified or people are going to reject. You know, so for me, when I think about what a renewal looks like, it's like a church that is, is on fire because people have literally made the kingdom the, the first thing that they're seeking. Um, and it just Absolutely. is every aspect of, of life.
1: Yeah, and if it's not the first thing, if it's not number one, then it's going to fall to the wayside. Yeah, Caleb, anything you're you're thinking about? Uh, I about am just. Youth? I I am looking forward
2: to uh, one thing I have really loved from this is that um, you know our teenagers have you know their schedules have freed up a bit and that you know they're not flying around from practice to play or theater, whatever it is right. And yes, they're bored. But through this, I've seen these past two months, or a month and a half, or however long we've been doing this now, Mm -hmm. that uh, that our teens have had—they've had time to really kind of reflect on some of these big questions. And that, um, yeah, I I could trace it since we've started um, this at-home class on our Wednesdays to now. The 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 depth of their their questions and responses have magnified because they're having time to, to reflect on this. And that is, you know, I know life will resume at, uh, once again, a hectic thing, you know, there'll be sports and plays, which are all good things. I, I don't diminish those values, all of you. But I, I really am hoping that there can be time and space um, created in our teenager schedules that they can be able to kind of think about these big ideas or questions and be able to engage with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're going to have to make sure that happens. So it's kind of like sometimes when you make a trip, mission trip, you go to see a dot or you get Mm -hmm. out of your normal perspective into a different one. Then all of a sudden you can hear God differently. I think that's what's happening here. That's what you're speaking about. So if that changes back, it's been two months already, but if that changes back, how are we going to make sure that we're still putting ourselves in a position to still hear from God? and and that's and if so i i just want to pray for us right now uh that we will be that church body that uh allows god to give us a new heart and put his spirit within us so that yeah. we can do that and then patrick i'll let you close it out sounds great god we are uh mindful that uh revival is something that you do uh something that you make happen within our hearts father we come to you as your people humble Repentant, uh, confessing that we have not always put you first. Father, I pray that we will allow you to speak to us, that we will intentionally make time in our busy lives going forward, no matter how much they change in the future, that we will make time to hear from you so that you can change our stubborn, stony hearts to tender, responsive hearts, open to your message and wanting to share that message with others. We pray for revival in our lives. We pray for revival in the church as a whole and in our country and in the world uh, so that you will be glorified and you will be honored. We pray it in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you Steve for walking us through those passages of scripture this week. Um, The plan is right now to continue the conversation about revival moving forward. And Caleb is going to walk us through some, uh, incidents of revival in history. So it's one thing to see this in scripture. It's encouraging, and exciting. And then it's another thing to see these moments where it clearly feels like the kingdom of God is breaking out into the world in history too. So I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully you can join us for that starting, um, next Monday. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate your time and attention and we'll talk to you soon. Love ya. See y'all.